I am Andrew Ryan, and I'm here to ask you a question. Is a man not entitled to the sweat of his brow? No, says the man in Washington, it belongs to the poor. No, says the man in the Vatican, it belongs to God. No, says the man in Moscow, it belongs to everyone. I rejected those answers. Instead, I chose something different. I chose the impossible. I chose rapture. artist would not fear the censor, where the scientist would not be bound by petty morality, where the great would not be constrained by the small. And with the sweat of your brow, rapture can become your city as well. What's going on everybody? Welcome back to Frantic Thoughts, the 452nd best video game and entertainment podcast on this big world wide web yeah, I don't know if that's an accurate number I just made that up off the top of my head if you don't know the show it is a celebration of all things video game and entertainment I generally focus a little more on video games but I sneak in some movies and TV shows and some music here and there and we talk about what I kinda wanna talk about that's been going on with me has a little bit of a blog aspect to it kinda like tell you how I'm doing and I know sounds fascinating trust me it's a lot of fun so each and every week we start the show off with the topic of the week so this week I have a pretty cool topic that I want to talk about so we're gonna start it with a news story but this is sort of a news story so there's this article I actually recommend everybody going and reading this article it's on Kotaku I think it was posted last week actually but Anyway, it's by Jason Schreier. He makes really great articles. He always writes really good in-depth pieces about studios. And, you know, he wrote a book about it, too, as well. There is an article called How the Makers of Mafia 3 Lost Their Way. And there is a paragraph inside of this article. So, this is them talking about Hangar 13, the Mafia 3 developers. And this is what caught my eye. And this sparked something in my brain. So let's read what he wrote on Kotaku.com. In the midst of all this confusion, some employees of Hangar 13 couldn't help but look with envy at their neighbors. Next door, a small group of people were working on a project codenamed Parkside, quietly recruiting from across the video game industry for a game so secret they wouldn't even tell their colleagues at Hangar 13 about it. Word got out, though, that in... It was, in fact, a new game in one of the most interesting shooter franchises of the past decade, Bioshock. If anybody, if anyone from Hangar 13 tried to strike up a conversation with them, they'd say, Oh, we can't really talk about it, said one, one person familiar with the studio. It was all very tight-lipped. This caused some tension, as some developers at Hangar 13 looked over and wondered, why are we not there? The Parkside team was working with the familiar and Unreal Engine rather than volatile proprietary technology, and Bioshock had, this is a very detailed article, and has a ton of cachet among developers of hands. Between Mafia 3's mediocre reviews and Rhapsody's constant ships, 
Some members of Hangar 13 were desperately hoping to move next door. A few got to do it, but not everyone. And basically the issue with basically the issue with this game, okay, I'm not reading anymore. The, the issue with this game is um I read a lot more than I probably should have, but basically Hangar 13 is a 2K studio and 2K owns BioShock. Next door to them there was a code name video game being developed with Unreal Engine with a small tight-knit team called Parkside and they're trying to make a cool idea. So I was like, man, what would a new BioShock look like because we had Bioshock 1, right? Classic game. Very fun. Uh, I barely remember that game, honestly. Uh, I've only played that one time when it originally released, but I had a great time with it. Uh, Bioshock 2, you play from Big Daddy's perspective, which is really cool. They have amazing, unique feel and unique worlds. And then they had Bioshock Infinite a few years later, which was just a stunning city in the sky. And it had such a, it had a colonial feel to it in spots. Kind of had like a 50s vibe in spots too. It had its own feel. So my thought was what would I want from quote unquote Parkside. But I don't know what Parkside would even be. Um, what would I want from a Bioshock game? What cool setting would I want from a Bioshock game? So what I'm going to do for this topic today is I wanted to talk about my pitch for what I would like to see in a Bioshock game that will probably never happen. But I thought it would be a cool thought exercise at least. So my idea is, okay, let's let's get a little deep voice going here. Q, you start and you're on a mountain. You're on this trolley that's attached to the side of the mountain. You're going up the mountain. It looks like a classic volcano shape like almost a triangle shape but in the center it's gutted out right and you can see lights flowing through there you're it's nighttime this is all in first person you slowly go up the mountain and you hear on the radio somebody talking about despair and struggles of these people uh and um like so radio radio talk show host but it sounds almost robotic talking about this beautiful utopian world they're all a part of and it goes into detail about the slums and how they had to do the culling of the slums and all this stuff and they're going up the side of this mountain and then you look down as you go past it and i don't i didn't think of a city name so you look down and there's this huge sprawling imagine like a cyberpunk neo tokyo style city inside of this volcano volcano literal volcano so you look down you can see lava flowing out the sides all around the city it's not encased in anything the lava just flows around it it's just generally a hot town and then the trolley slowly goes in and you go to like little town center and you go in and then you have to put on this suit it's like a cybernetic suit so that you didn't you don't get burnt up inside the city so it's a cyberpunk city inside of a volcano all right so if you've played bioshock infinite you know that this is not really spoiler so don't worry but basically they made it to where all of the universes going forward could be connected possibly that's all i'm going to say so this is sort of sort of connected 
through whatever. I don't want to give away the ending of Bioshock Infinite. That's something that should be experienced yourself. But there are similarities in this world compared to the other Bioshock games. This game could be just called Bioshock. Again, you know, just called Bioshock, playing Bioshock. It's been long enough, I think. So you're in this cyberpunk city. And instead of having plasmids or whatever they were called in Infinite, were they elixirs or... I can't remember right now. It's been a, a long time since I played that, like at least five plus years. So you go down, you see everybody has their cybernetic implants. Everybody is part cyborg. There are, so there are people in this world. It's not a deserted area. You've come to find out that this city is being ran by these tyrants. It's a group of robots that want to control the human population. So basically what you are trying to do is you meet up with this organization. You've discovered you're part of this organization that's trying to take down this robotic overlords. And it has that, that similar idea is AI. How sentient can they be? How much are they going to take over the world? Has that thought. So for your cybernetic implants, you actually have in, on your, in your wrist uh, like a little cartridge that you could put in there. And that's how you get your uh, secondary power like you would. Um, in Bioshock, the original, you just injected yourself. You get like electricity and different things. The cool part about this is there's a hacking ability too inside of this little thing. So basically what it is, it's just like a little implant that you can put in your arm and you can find them around the world and insert them into your arm. And you got electricity, fire, uh, ice, different abilities. And then of course on the other side, you got guns, but they're kind of like futuristic, futuristic, like laser guns and stuff like that. Okay. So painting the picture of this world you look up the skyscrapers look so giant so when you look up you can see that there's these huge skyscrapers and then there's this one that's the tallest of them all that has lava flowing through it to power it and that is uh the main groups the evil robots that are taking over the you know that are controlling everything that is their um tower that's their place where they do their business where they enslave the human race at least in this city so your goal is to fight your way through this run down city with all these people just um the thing is is a lot of people can't afford these suits like the suit you have on so the suit protects your skin from getting completely just burned and messed up so all the people on the seat on the streets that don't have this they're wearing masks and all sorts of stuff to try to protect their skin but they can't because they don't have these special suits so all these creatures start going uh all the people in the world are actually starting to go a little bit insane because they have these implants inside of them inside of their brain that your, your uh, their system's temperature is going up so it's making them go crazy so there's the that's going to be the you know fodder for you to fight as you get up there as these crazy people and um there are big daddies in here they're not going to be called they wouldn't be called big daddies they'd be called something else but they'd be tall and lanky versions of the big daddies and then they would look i don't know kind of like 
steel almost but it, they're made out of meteorite you find of course there's audio logs these games that's a staple for the series so you'd be finding audio logs this entire time um so you learn that these creatures are made out of meteorite and that this city is inside of a meteorite hole so basically a meteor struck this volcano and the robots constructed the city through the backs of slaves uh human slaves so pretty much I know this is a, a lot, but the big daddies would be their servants, their ultimate servants, their uh, police force. So if anything goes wrong, those big daddies showed up, show up with the little sisters. And the little sisters are just people that have been women, strong women that have been taken off the streets and given cy turned into cyborgs that are being possessed are being controlled not possessed but because you know they're robots they're being controlled by the big daddies that are being controlled by the you know huge robot corporation that's taken over this uh, world so pretty much you'd have to fight your way through the city and ultimately destroy that robot council and it's all in first person and you have the powers on your left or right depending on what you want to do and different crazy like futuristic weapons a lot of lava weapons i would like that idea of the lava everything's controlled and powered by lava <sighs> i just had this idea earlier today i was like man that would be so freaking rad <laughs> so um what do you guys think about my pitch for a possible bioshock game i know i went super in depth there like i, d I just like this idea that bioshock could, could be anything that they want it to be who knows what this park side thing is if it if it is even even a thing we might find out at e3 we might not find out for a couple years but what do you guys think what would be your ideal setting for a bioshock game i just thought the idea of you basically having to infiltrate this city that's in this volcanic volcanic um world with these people going crazy because they have those implants and everything and the big daddies that look towering and and lanky and you know just they're made out of meteorite and that because so they're harder to kill and all that i don't know it just sounds so cool i don't know in my head i see this very vivid picture of what this would be <laughs> so on the forums of cartridge club or wherever let me know what you guys would want in a new bioshock game or if you even want a new bioshock game honestly so Next up, we got Recommendation Minute. My dog is looking out the window behind me here. Anyway, uh, Recommendation Minute starts. Oh, if you don't know what it is, I recommend something. And this one's going to be a little obvious because people from my community will know what I'm talking about. But if you're not a part of the community, this is always nice to know. So we're going to start the Recommendation in Minute in 3, 2, 1. Wait. 3, 2, 1 recommendation minute we are going to be talking about the cartridge club content uh all the podcasts that i like uh we'll start with videos actually in the q dog house mighty q dog and his wife talk about their week in five minutes and they have pickup videos they're really great uh we got musty hobbit his channel is second breakfast and he makes some really in-depth videos he has some great pickup videos recently and he does uh video game in-depth analysis and then he does uh Cartridge Club Hangouts every week where people from the club hang out and talk about stuff for a few hours. It's pretty great. Uh, we got some podcasts. We got Cartridge Club Prime, which is a video game. Book Club, basically, we talk about a game 
or they talk about a game each and every month. And then we got Cartridge Club Portable, same idea, but with portable games. They have Bonus Barrel, really awesome podcast with a bunch of people from the video game industry. Uh, we got Dollar Dorks, learn how to save money into... Wow, the minute's short. I'm going to go a little bit longer than a minute because there's a lot of people here. Dollar Dorks, learn how to collect and make some money and save money on video games. It's all about great finds and all sorts of things. We got Flock Talk, awesome podcast, one of my favorites. It's a monthly show with Miles, Catherine, and Chris. Awesome. One of my favorites, like I said. They always pick a topic and then they go they do some board game talk. That's pretty awesome. And they have a Flock Talk RPG, which is really fun to listen to some D&D action uh, we got Masters of Unlocking with Scott and this is a lot of plugs there's a lot of people on this place <laughs> with uh, Scott and Caleb they talk about kind of the more I guess I wouldn't say geeky side of video games but they talk about more in-depth video game stuff that you don't normally hear on a lot of podcasts and it's definitely a unique show and I like it a lot Media Mavens they talk about pretty much. Um, they talk about movies, video games, and all sorts of TV shows and stuff on there. Every single, I think they're bi-weekly. Pretty sure. Great show. I listen to that. I, I that's one I usually bank up and listen to a few at a time. Great show though. Uh, Polykill. Uh, they try to beat as many games as they can, and they talk about that, and they talk about other people's. Uh, games that they've beaten and they talk about their backlog and then they talk about a topic and they're really entertaining and funny guys they also have a pot, uh, youtube channel check that out about retro fandango kevin buried on mars and richard rambox they talk about all sorts of stuff they kind of catch up and then they you know uh, talk about some stuff from the community and they, they just kind of talk about what they've been doing and it's, it's a really fun and entertaining show they also do uh movie podcast and I, I know all the people from the club are like okay josh we get it um uh, it's i don't want to forget anybody we got retro pixel he's awesome he talks about video games and stuff it's a monthly show it's a solo show just like this one kind of it's his take on a so solo show which is really good and we got sdc pod of course we got bill and joe and they're like the creepy uncles that you never knew you wanted i guess <laughs> No, I just li I like listening to their t their banner. They talk about their week. They're just kind of catch up, and it's a, it's a fun show. And they have a really good YouTube channel where they do pickups in a very unique style. <sighs> I probably missed a couple of people. Uh, I know Caleb from uh, Masters of Unlocking has a really good YouTube channel as well. Pam from Media Mavens has a great YouTube channel. Go to cartridgeclub.org. I am done talking about this. I will talk about it forever if I do not stop now. So we're going to go into what's happening, what I've, what, I, what I've been doing this week. This one's going to be a little short. Not too much going on for me this week. It's kind of been a chill out, chill out, like work and then chill and work and then chill. Like haven't been doing anything crazy, honestly. Um, I beat a couple of video games this week. Uh, I've been... I didn't really talk about it much, but I beat Kingdom Hearts. I've been playing this in the background for a few months now, a few hours at a time here and there, and I finally beat it. Uh, I played it on PS2. It's like I have the PS4 version, but I wanted to play it on PS2 again because, I don't know, nostalgia, I guess. <laughs> but I have the PS4 version. I'll probably play Kingdom Hearts 2 on PS4 when I get to that. But um, just very recently, I was on 
well, today or yesterday, actually, uh, I was on recording for the Cartridge Club Prime podcast for Kingdom Hearts. So I'll be on that this month. And that should be live in a week or so, maybe a little bit more, give or take. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Sat down, we talked about, went really in depth with Kingdom Hearts, just like they always do. They go really in depth on the sh- on the games. Talking about the story for Kingdom Hearts, it's it's hilarious and hard to actually describe. I like, there's so many little things in Kingdom Hearts. It's so odd and peculiar that going through the entire story from beginning to end, it, it it's a challenge, honestly, to get it all correct, you know. But we did it, and it's a great show. So when that comes out, I'll plug it again. But I had an f- amazing time recording that. I will do that show any day. I will do, actually do any podcast any day. If you guys want me on your podcast, let me know. We'll arrange it because I love being on podcast. Anyway, I played Oxenfree, uh, part of my CCABCs. So I got my old knocked off, and that game was a lot of fun. It was interesting. I, I thought it was something different. So... Yeah, I'm not going to go too de- in-depth with that, but if you want something that... Because I, I feel like a spoilery. I didn't know what it was when I went in, and I got really surprised. So if you want something that's different that, than any other game you've ever played, and you like narrative-driven games, check out Oxenfree. I liked it a lot. Uh, there's also this little mini-game collection that I played. It was part of a game da- game jam. It's called Duck Jam, and it's basically WarioWare with ducks. <laughs> it's a browser game, and you play it with a keyboard. And it's just like a lot of little fun mini games, and I beat it in like ten minutes. It's it's great though. It's it's a great little time. Um, I figured I'd mention that. Uh, of course, I'm picking up God of War tomorrow. That it's 4:20. Blaze it. Uh, Labo comes out tomorrow too, but I am not picking that up. See, you hear my cat? I'm sure you do. And she did that during the other podcast. I'm like, she has been quiet for months, like on shows, and now that I'm actually doing other shows. Here she is, meowing at me. Anyway, uh, the other day we went to Galveston. Let's talk about this for like a second here. Kind of had like one of those nice chill days. We just kind of like drove around, went to the comic shop. Uh, we went to Chick-fil-A, had, had dinner there. I know that's not like the fanciest place ever, but it was perfect for that. And then we got Dippin' Dots because they had Dippin' Dots and a Chick-fil-A in the same building, which... It's pretty genius, especially on a beach city area. But the thing is, we ate, and then we grabbed our Dippin' Dots, and we walked on the beach as the sun was setting. Uh, Pleasure Pier right there off the off of a seawall in Galveston with the lights shining, and we're just talking and relaxing, and it was a really nice day, um, which I don't get to do too often. Usually we're kind of like, okay, let's go to a movie. Let's do something real quick here at the house, or hey, we got to go over to this store run errands blah 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 that day we just kind of just chilled no you know screens really i mean i was on my phone here and there on discord but besides that we were having a good time and uh it was a nice day so i think that's it for what i've been doing this week i'm gonna go to the news of interest oh wow i I killed the intro just just forget i said that gonna go into the what was it again oh yeah the news of interest oh that sounded (laughs) anyway there are a couple of stories i want to just go through really quickly today we have sources the next call of duty won't have a single player campaign but may have battle royale this is from kotaku at steven tomtillo uh 
This fall's Call of Duty Black Ops 4 will essentially be multiplayer only, lacking the kind of single-player campaign that has been key, a key component of the annual series for over a decade. Two sources familiar with the game tell Kotaku, corroborating a re report published earlier today at Polygon. So there was also a source from Charlie Intel saying the new game will have a Battle Royale mode. So... Another game having another Battle Royale mode, and if you don't know what Battle Royale is, it's similar to Fortnite or PlayerUnknown's Battleground, where you have a bunch of people that get dropped into a map, and you got to be the last one to survive as the map slowly shrinks. And, yeah, the idea of Call of Duty not having a single-player campaign is weird, but they said they were actually working on a campaign. This is a rumor. And it didn't quite come together. So what I feel like they're going to end up doing is they're gonna, the three modes this year on Call of Duty are going to be Battle Royale, regular uh, multiplayer, and then it's going to have like a co-op mode. could be zombies, something else. And then, I don't know, maybe that's the package. I don't know. It's weird. It's really weird not to have a Call of Duty with a single player cam single player campaign. I'm trying to say it right. I'm like putting infinite emphasis on the weirdest spots in single player. It's a single player game. There you go. Said it right that time. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just weird. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. It's Black Ops 4, so it's continuation of the series. But each Black Ops game has been so different than the other. Uh, we'll know a lot more in about a month on May 17th. So when that happens, we'll talk about it then. But we'll see how it goes. Um, I don't know. I, I, I used to be the biggest Call of Duty fan, so I'm kind of interested to see what this is and what it looks like. But yeah, not having a single-player campaign is going to be a uh, break the bank for some people. That's one of the reasons they buy it. They usually There are people that buy it for the single-player, and then they pop into multiplayer, or they do little zombies. But most of the time, a lot of people actually replay that single-player multiple times. Uh, I have people that I know that do that. So... I know there's going to be a lot of disappointed people when it comes to that. And uh, them having a battle royale mode makes a lot of sense, but I don't really feel like it works with Call of Duty because of their time to kill. You die like instantly in Call of Duty, so you're going to just drop into this math and just get like melted instantly? That doesn't sound fun to me. So we'll see. We'll see. And speaking of... I ruined my segue there. And speaking of battle royale, Battlefield 5 has battle royale prototype in the works at dice yeah <laughs> it makes sense for battle uh battlefield of course um i really don't know the the publisher denied any comments of course but i feel like battlefield does suit battle royale a lot so it'd be battlefield royale haha <laughs> battlefield royale get the joke okay whatever <laughs> <sighs> I've been talking really fast this episode. But yeah, it makes sense for this game because they have 64-player servers. They could do a 100-player server probably pretty easily and include vehicles and that type of combat. It'd be interesting. Let's let's see what how it goes and see if this is actually going to happen. But rumors say it's possibly going to happen. And of course, the, room, the jokes are already out there of the gear of Battle Royale. And I've seen some jokes like, Yoshi's Murder Island and stuff like that. It sounds pretty funny. Uh, last but not least, we do have one more piece of news. Shenmue 1 and 2 are coming to consoles and PC this year. This is just a quick hit. Uh, those games that 
are probably hard for a lot of people to get because you have to get those old consoles. You can get them in a package for $30, $29.99. It's coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. It has English or Japanese voiceovers and has widescreen support and glorious high definition and improved textures, higher resolution, and graphics options for PC players. So if you're into that series, give it a shot. I might pick it up just because it's so cheap and especially $30 for two long, long games. It seems worth it to me. So if you want sort of quirky open world game, um, little janky from what I've seen of it, I haven't played it myself, so I can't judge it. But if you want something a little different, some, something unique, give that a shot for sure. $30 coming out this year. I don't think it has an actual release date. Let's see. No release date. It just says 2018. Late 2018. So I'm assuming fall time. Somewhere in the fall. Maybe like a November or December game. Still, looks pretty good. It's pretty cool. So I think that's it for this week. Uh, nice and short podcast this week. And mostly because I've been talking like this the whole time. <laughs> if you want to continue the conversation, go over to cartridgeclub.org slash forum. Click on Frantic Thoughts. Click on this episode. We'll leave a comment. We'll talk about our Bioshock pitches. What what Bioshock game would you want? Or would you care about Bioshock at all? Would you want something completely different? Would you want a 2D side-scroller or something like that? Who knows? Um, also, I'm going to be on a couple podcasts. I already mentioned earlier, I'm going to be on a Cartridge Club Prime, and then I'm going to be on another club podcast coming up too making the rounds like i said if you want me on the show let me know if you want to be on this show let me know i love having guests i love talking to people um do you have a guest a couple guests lined up i think or at least one we'll make it work i'm thinking about other people too so i'm if i ask you to be on the show and you don't want to be on the show say oh your show sucks but you don't want to you know be mean to me just be like oh no i'm busy it's okay uh, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, follow me on Twitter at Frantic, S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. Frantic Society, a name I've been stuck with since I was 12 years old. 13? Something like that. Uh, yeah, I've had that name forever, and I always get tempted to change it, but it, it has some kind of like sentimental value at this point. People always confuse that with Frantic Thoughts. Like, oh, uh, the podcast is called Frantic Society, and I'm like, it's random thoughts, guys. This happens every once in a while. Uh, I have thought about changing the Twitter handle to at frantic tweets or something. I've mentioned this before in the podcast. I don't know why I'm bringing it up now. And there's a fly in my freaking face in my apartment. Isn't that beautiful? But as always, everybody have an amazing week. Nice short 30 minute episode this week. That that doesn't happen too often. So I hope you enjoyed that little fun episode hopefully you had a good time uh even though i ended up plugging a ton of stuff in the middle randomly because recommendation minute supposed to be a minute and then i started talking forever but you know it happens as always thank you so much for watching thank, thank you so much for listening if you enjoy the episode and you're watching on youtube leave me a thumbs up a comment on there uh if you like it and you listen to it on itunes or on your favorite podcast service leave me a rating let me know even if it's a negative rating give me one star say hey fix these five things and i'll give you a five star or give me a five star and say hey you deserve it here's a pity five star on itunes anytime 
Reviews are really appreciated. I've been considering doing a contest. I haven't figured out the details, but maybe I will do a contest for reviews. Like, leave me a five-star review, and I'll do blah, 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 or something. I don't know yet. We'll, we'll figure it out, but I do have a lot of stuff coming up on YouTube. Um, I want to make some E3 stuff. I'm not going to tell you guys what it is, because I don't want to make any promises, but I have some cool stuff planned. So, we'll see how it goes. Get that E3 hype train going, because I feel like it's about six and a half to seven weeks out. So, and there's six press conferences, so... <laughs> okay, I stopped making dumb noises. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Love ya. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to put me in your ears and listen to me ramble about stuff. I'll see you next week. This is Frantic. Signing out. See y'all later. Hands with the walls come tumbling down.